1: What's so funny about investing money, you ask? Play ball. The Big Biz Show with Russ and Sully hope to answer that. Top-rated insightful financial analysis. If you're looking for insightful financial perspective on key market strategies, keep looking. I told you, this is the Big Biz Show. Hello? This is Russ and Sully.
2: Hey There's a radio audience. We've been talking to our TV audience for a uh, little bit of time here, but uh, Big Biz Show's on the air. And big hello to our folks at Biz Talk Radio and iHeartRadio, nationwide, coast to coast. And also in 175 countries and all the ships at sea, Armed Forces Radio Network, now called AFN. For about eight years now, <laughs> it's been called AFN. I liked it as AFARTS. It just sounded
1: more fun. Armed forces,
2: armed forces Radio Television Services is what it was called. That was AFARTS. Uh, armed Forces Radio Television Radio. Arm forces, RT. our radio television, radio you're right. television, yeah, AFRTS, Armed <laughs> yeah, A-F-R- AFRTS. Anyway, that's what the military called it. A-F-R-TS, I right know. And there's a, there's another. Let's not even. <laughs> no. Hey, buy Tommy John stock. So, <clears throat> so if you look, <laughs> there's a joke there, and we're not going to talk about something happened yesterday with Russell. Ah. Uh, <sighs> uh, so have you been to Coinbase a lot? Uh, I have. And, I go to, every to look, day to look at Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and Ethereum. and the app. I'm an Ethereum owner. I bought in at three hundred. I'm at thirty seven. <laughs> oh, Did you really? I, nice. Uh, I, I don't know how. How do I do? Let's, let's look at a one year chart. Yeah, they, you, you can don't chart need. I, I just. You don't need to do this, Curtis. Cause I, I knew. I, I knew. That, I knew. I that I. I knew that I uh, uh, just uh, sprung uh, this on you, but but if you look at Bitcoin, uh, you know, like a year ago, yeah, uh, you know, it was at uh, nine thousand dollars. Uh, (laughs) per coin it's now 3888 yeah if you go back and look at and listen this is this this is not a comment on the validity of bitcoin or ethereum or litecoin what Mm -hmm. it's a comment on is that the markets run on two emotions and even this market so you had 34 bucks a share for ethereum which is now four bucks a share yeah uh, which seems like a bulletin board stock you know sort of and that's because it runs on emotion Litecoin, for example, which, 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 which was very, very today. cool. Litecoin now at $48 a share was at $221 a share just yeah. a year ago. So, the reason I bring this up is because markets run on two emotions, fear and greed. But it doesn't mean this is not a category that we're going to mm-hmm. have to take very seriously, because it's going to be the category eventually. And here to talk about that, our good friend Alon Gorn, Crypto Invest Summit, he's the expert on this. So, Alon, I bet you have to have those conversations often with detractors of crypto. And and I yes. think and, and, and what I could give you just as some ammo is well, uh, you know, take a look at the chart, uh, any given day of the stock market, and you can see that there's volatility there yeah, as well. Yeah. It's it's you know it's a, it's a commodity, it's an asset. How do you how do you explain to those to those naysayers that don't think that thought it was a flash of the pan?
3: Right. Well, I, I can. There's there's a couple things. Wow. Now I'm seeing myself. That's not look great. Look at um, you. Yeah. The, so uh, there, there's two things that I can say, holding up two fingers. Um, I like Tim Draper's thing where he said Bitcoin's not volatile; it's the dollar that's volatile against the Bitcoin. One <laughs> Bitcoin is still one Bitcoin. Yeah, it's true. That's Bitcoin. true. I don't get it. Yeah, it's um, like shares but, of stock But all, all joking aside, it's a it's a really exciting category. Um, what's interesting, in my opinion, is the obviously we've discussed it on the show before the technology behind it and whether it is Bitcoin or Litecoin or Ethereum that wins in the long term. This type of technology is the next level right whether so if when you say technology IBM, or, are
2: you talking about the uh, the blockchain itself or are you talking about the technology of digital currency or both
3: a, a little bit of both so the blockchain enables uh, enables the the digital currency and there's a few different types of blockchains and distributed ledger technology whichever way you'd like to look at it but they in general it, it's creating this opportunity for immutable uh, assets, right? You, the, for you to be able to say, I own this, I have the keys to this, and nobody else owns this. And it's, and it's the tract, and it's, you know... It's, well, it's, 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 let me put a finer point it, on that. Let me put a finer
2: point on that, because yeah. there's something that goes on in stocks every day called uh, abusive short-selling. It's not necessarily shorting, but it is, but, but it's somewhat the same, but it's abusive short-selling. Wow. When you trade a stock these days, when you sell a stock... It's T plus two means the transaction plus two days you two get days. your money. Used to be T plus three, so the broker dealers have to deliver you your cash whether uh, it's Schwab or Meritrade or, or you know Wilson Davis or, or Russ or whatever you yeah. want. I mean whatever it may be, you have to deliver your cash in. Uh, they have to deliver your cash in your account in two days. However, stock itself does not reconcile every day. It reconciles every thirty days. So there's a chance. So when you see a when you see a, a balance sheet and somebody's operating at a negative, that's a snapshot in time. Yeah, you know. So life goes on, but at the end of the day, when they reconcile their ledgers, there's some naked shorting that goes on out there, and that's the reason why uh, you can't really short. There's no way to short anything on the blockchain.
3: Would, would, would that be accurate in your in your estimation, Elon? That when everything uh, gets dialed in, yes. Right now there is some front running that happens with transactions that people are figuring out how to um, yeah, That's transactional. And, it's and, and, that's, and I, that's like kiting yeah. checks though. That's completely different. I, yeah. know, I know
2: what you're saying. Okay. That, that, that would be like the old days of floating a check from one bank to the next. Yeah. That's a transactional thing. I'm talking about the, the, the Bitcoin itself. There's no way to sort of short that. And, and I, think that's, <laughs> I think that goes to the, the
3: benefit well, of your industry. Yeah, it's a 24 7 marketplace. Um, transactions occur Somewhat somewhat instantly, I mean, compared to two days, they're great, so the the yeah. worst transaction sometimes can take twenty minutes, half an hour, and the 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 crypto community is actually infuriated by that because they want it to be instant and they're building a things whole, like twenty the minutes lightning passes versus for it to be instant.
2: so 20 minutes is slow in their world is what he's right. saying. Yeah. yeah so okay, so so a lot let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little bit about regulation because that's something that you've been been beating the drum for. For a while. And, and I know that that, that you're, you know, I, I think, happy about the fact that that the SEC and I don't know, if FINRA's got involved I know the SEC's got involved. The federal government certainly got involved to make sure that investors are protected. Talk a little bit about what's changed over the last year.
3: Yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily say I'm happy about it. I'm happy <laughs> that things are enforced and that there isn't this Wild West anymore. Well, sure. I wish that it wasn't necessary. But well, what's, um, so what's the unfortunately-
2: downside of that? That seems like it's pretty <laughs> that seems like it's pretty good.
3: Yeah. So, so, but um, the things that are happening now are some of the old deals of last year, where there was some chaos and some uh, uncertainty and uh, potential fraud. They're they're starting to get the hammer down on them. Some of them are just getting slaps on the wrist, and they're forced to, you know, maybe return the funds. And some are getting larger fines, and some people are are getting in in more serious trouble than that. So. It's, it's coming in, and it's I think it's a good thing because it's furthering the conversation of the security token talk that we discussed. And instead of building technology that can enforce regulations, or instead of building technology that sort of patches and goes like, okay, we'll comply with regulations, um, people are starting to take it to the next level and start to build blockchain technology that will enforce the regulations on yeah. a global scale, which means You'll only see the deals that you can legally participate in, and all of them will be forced to comply so that there isn't any uncertainty there.
2: Let's talk about, let's talk about initial yeah. coin offerings. An initial coin offering uh, uh, is commonly referred to as ICO. Uh, it's a fundraising mm-hmm. mechanism by which uh, uh, new projects sell their underlying cryptocurrency tokens mm-hmm. uh, in exchange for Bitcoin or Ether or, 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 or something else. It's, it's much like yeah. an initial public offering. Whereby companies sell their underlying shares of a company, um, ICOs are relatively new phenomenon, but they're, but they're becoming dominant. Talk about them because there's you know there's articles saying yes they're legal, and there's other articles saying is maybe they're legal. So talk a little bit about yeah, that yeah. because they've existed in an extremely gray area because arguments can be made for you know both for and against that they're just uh, and at the end of the day they're just new unregulated financial assets. Talk about uh, give us a real picture of what an ICO is.
3: Would you Alon? So, so technically an ICO, for it to be legal, you have to be selling something that has a use case that's not an investment. So if, you know, think about a Kickstarter campaign when you're selling a product or service, um, that's totally legal. But when you're selling stock in your company, now you have to comply with regulations. Hmm. So the, the, the utility token is a term that, that was created for the ICO. And the idea is that you're getting a token that will be used in the system to do something, to get you access to something, to get you a discount to something, to um, to participate in something. And if you truly have a utility, then it's legal. And if you are sort of pretending that you have a utility because you want to create an investment opportunity but not comply with regulations, those are the people that are getting in trouble now. So, which is why the STO, the security token offering, or the digital security offering, or whatever term du jour is, um, you know, that, that now exists because it's sort of taking the ICO to the next level and complying. Hmm. So
2: it, it, so, it, so do, you, do you feel that this is going to be a, a legitimate way to raise capital going forward on? I,
3: I absolutely do. I think that there's going to be uh, more narrow and narrow use cases for an ICO, and then there's going to be a wider use case for all companies to potentially do an STO. But what I'm seeing is the best way to approach it is to just raise money the way a company would have raised money before this this whole um, industry existed, mm-hmm. but to include in your documentation that you may one day, if it's possible and if it makes sense yeah. to cover create a token for this piece of stock, for yeah, blan- this debt, for this whatever. Do a blanket cover. Hmm.
2: A wow. man, thank you so much. And- Crowd invest to Stay right there. I wanna I wanna I wanna promote your, your event coming up. So more of a Longhorn come up in a second. We need to standardize
1: a little. I missed a couple. STD did he say? Is no, that something no, you can get from a, these no, things? No, I don't want no, to be don't don't want. Want.
0: No. Huh?
2: You can ask when you get back. Big news show More of a Longhorn coming man. up, Timmy. What do you think the going to
0: look- Introducing WonderSuite from bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone.
4: Too much cholesterol in the blood causes plaque buildup in the arteries. Fiber
1: has been scientifically proven to lower cholesterol. Created by Dr. J. Robert Cade, the inventor of Gatorade, Cholesterade promotes probiotic function, supports digestive health, contains all-natural flavors, and is gluten-free. In the original case study, participants saw a reduction in bad cholesterol by more than 20%. Cholesterade is the ultimate all-natural digestive aid.
2: Jump Television Studios, The Big Biz Show, our affiliates, and our hosts are not registered investment advisors or broker-dealers. Our show hosts make no commitment that the purchase of securities of companies profiled or otherwise mentioned in our programming are suitable or advisable for any person, or that an investment in such securities will be profitable in general. Given the nature of the companies profiled and the lack of an active trading market for their securities, investing in such securities is highly speculative and carries a high degree of risk. We profile selected publicly traded and privately held companies on our program. Most of these companies that we profile have provided compensation to Jump Television Studios and its hosts for the profile coverage. From time to time, we sell shares of the companies profiled in the open market that we receive as compensation for coverage of client companies. But never sell stock if we are speaking about interviewing or covering a public company who has paid compensation. Specific questions on compensation can be obtained by contacting Jumptvstudios at gmail.com. Listeners should verify all claims and do their own due diligence before investing in any securities mentioned on this program. Investing in securities is speculative and carries a high degree of risk. We encourage our listeners to invest carefully and read the investor information available at the websites on the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, at sec.gov, and or the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, FINRA, at finra.org. They voted Ben Bernanke,
3: sexiest Fed chairman ever. Sully and Russ on the Big Biz Show.
2: Hey there, Big Biz Show, bigbizshow.com. Great to have you along today. Coming up in just a few minutes, James Hurston's going to come and talk about the arrest of that Empire actor in America's search for victimization. Maybe it's gosh. That's Maybe a horrible, it happened, Bob. It's a horrible story. Don't be such a well. It's a horrible story because you know, you know, when you take police resources from anything, I don't care what side of it. I don't care about the political side of it. It's just horrible that somebody would do something like that. Okay. I Alon Dorn with Crypto Invest Summits with us, and yes. they, so they have their Crypto Invest Summit. By the way, it used to be called Crowd Invest Summit. So Alon is also an expert in crowdfunding. But the Crypto Invest Summit is at the LA Convention Center, April 9th and tenth. Of this year, uh, and it's a—they've it, got a really great crowd uh, of people there, um, and speakers and such like that. And I'm talking about, you know, some well-known speakers. See, I signed up thinking it was a marijuana expo, the Token Summit. Oh, but it's not quite it. what we yeah, thought. Know. You You're go. not token anything. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see if I can talk Alon <laughs> into doing a keynote on negotiations. Oh, great! There, what? Mayor, so, so Alon, talk to us about your event because this is pretty cool. You got 200 plus industry-leading speakers. Uh, and such and uh, uh, it's it's fantastic what you guys have done there talk a little bit about it
3: yeah so we uh, CIS is is uh, a mainstream focused event to educate people on the cryptocurrency and blockchain space Um, we have a lot of really great speakers last year we had Steve Wozniak come and talk, we've wow. had uh, Robert Herjavec from Shark Tank talk, and then we have all these people from within the industry talk as well, and we even have tracks for security tokens, tracks for people who are developing in the space, and we uh, and now we added the day before the event a separate event called Security Token Summit, which is a one-day industry-focused event at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel across the street from the convention center for sort of like the industry insiders and institutions who want to play in the security token space so it's Whoa. a really just jam-packed week it's a lot of fun um one of your previous guests uh Cross, actually just uh came on board as a title sponsor for the event so we're, we're, we're really really uh, happy that's because uh, with how of things are going. Us. yeah just no,
2: flip us a couple coins big guy just of ching, ching, right the- hey so so <laughs> when when do, is, is this a good place for businesses to go that are seeking capital i mean is this is this that sort of a deal or is this really for investors that want to learn about it or or are you going to have pitches there and everything or talk about some of what what people can expect there? Uh,
3: Yeah, all of the above. So we have a stage on our expo floor where, you know, companies come and they pitch. Um, It's uh, partly that they get, get exposure to the investors at the event, partly so that they can you know, uh, work through the kinks of their pitches and things like that. But we also videotape it professionally so that they can then take that, those videos and and share it with investors. And we have a very large investor audience separate from the event as well, because to get 6,000 people to come to the convention center, Mm. we have to have an email list of around 150,000 people. So we then share those, those pitches, um, with, with that group. And so definitely for companies who want to raise money, who want to learn about the space, uh, especially and then investors who want to seek companies and learn about the space it's a really good place to do it
2: it's uh it's it's crypto invest summit of course uh they're having keynotes fireside chats and panels uh coming up and and alan you go to you can go to cis.ia i believe uh, is a website or CryptoInvestSummit.com. can you also talk to us about uh, about the dates and 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 the the agenda as as you know is there a better is there a better day to go there you go there the whole
3: time or how's it what, what would you suggest you know, if you're, if you're already sort of all in on the space, I, I think Security Token Summit would be a good addition for you on, on April 8th. But if you're just learning and you want to, to get educated and you want to be in sort of the, the industry expo type of conference, right? It's, it's sort of uh, chaos and craziness and speed dating of meeting tons of people. Um, uh, CIS probably makes more sense. That's April 9th and 10th. And, um, and yeah, like you said, cis.la, you'll get all the information or connect with me on LinkedIn and, and I will uh, inundate you with information on the space. Okay, perfect. Elon, thank Gosh. you so much. Elon Doran. That's Proud whole- Invest Summit, blockchain technology innovation. It's the place that we should go up there and
2: learn. I know that's what I'm thinking. Maybe Just walking know. around and having cocktails with yeah. those people, or, or, will get or, you. or go up there and uh, we'll go up there and, and and broadcast again or something. That's April 9th and 10th up here. Let's this go at the uh, LA I'm Convention ready. Center. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, okay, so a couple of things I want to go over real quickly. Um, the uh, well, I, the, this we keep hearing stories about this 22 trillion dollar debt, uh, national debt, and I and I, I and I think that I guess. What you need to sort of understand on this thing is we all owe fifty-five thousand dollars. Sixty-seven thousand dollars is it sixty-seven now? Yes. Oh, I checked yesterday; it was only $55,000. 60, sixty-seven thousand, every man, woman, and child. Each. But wait a second, though. Okay, I got that. It is the most irrelevant number to us as citizens. As it, this would be like say, here's an example. <clears throat> yes. Um, Americans are overweight by four million pounds. That's oh, three God. pounds per American. Okay. Is that relevant to you at all in any way, shape, or nope. form? This, Still, is this is the same thing. This is the same thing. U.S. debt is the amount of outstanding debt owed by the federal government. Okay? It's simple as that. Yeah. We operate at, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a deficit like many businesses do and most, a lot of households do. The only form of income that the government has is what? Income uh, tax. That's uh, it. Yeah. So we don't collect enough taxes. Fees. We don't collect enough taxes yeah. to pay our bills. So what do we do? Uh-oh. We go to the investment market and sell T bonds, T notes, uh, uh, T securities is what that's called. Okay, T note, T bond. Okay, you buy some. You all backed that? by the government. No, all backed by the government. So you know two thirds of that debt is no. So to investors, you know one third is uh-uh. Social Security, Medicare, Medi-Cal, Medicaid. It means nothing to you. It means zero. It's, I love this story they put out as if it's something that it's that's going to make the world cave in. I'm and, and worried about it. You don't need to be worried I lose about sleep it. Sleep over this. <laughs> Shouldn't lose it. You want a, a strategy against it? Go, buy, you go, go buy U.S. savings bonds. Go buy T bond T-bond, T-bill, T-note. Bequeath it to your kids, tax free. It won't affect their wealth. Or just stop with the histrionics. Ah! Go. Start bequeathing. Ah! Go get some bequeathed and, done. Uh, James Surs is next, Big Biz Show. Stand by. Good
0: dog. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously.
2: Hey there, live from the Jeff Television Studios in sunny San Diego, California. The big biz shows on the air, U2 America, Biz TV, nationwide, Coast to Coast. Let's not forget our radio audience, Biz Talk Radio Network, American Forces Radio Network, and iHeart Radio, all available on the apps. Download that Biz Talk Radio app or the iHeart Radio app. We're brought to you by Prudential. Let Prudential be your rock for retirement. Also brought to you by Rock Mobile. Bayer Advance, Better Science, Better Results, Starbucks Coffee, and Bloomin' Brands and their fine family restaurants, including Roy's Restaurant, Outback Steakhouse, and the ever-famous Fleming Steakhouse. Thank you, friends. Let's get back to Rob David, Rob Ferguson. Rob Ferguson from Advantigo, uh, the CEO of Advantago, uh, and, and, and uh, a longtime executive in the real estate investment banking business, uh, sees an opportunity to develop uh, a recurring revenue model in the software business, and uh, and and there's so many opportunities in front of the company. They raised money. Uh, if you look at their press releases, you can you can certainly see what's going on there. They are publicly traded under the stock symbol ADGO. I don't currently own this stock, uh, but I can tell you this is this is definitely on Big Biz Show's watch list. And uh, and as a uh, you know, as the website says, their approach is pretty simple. They they, they assess an opportunity and they design. Uh, the add-on to their existing software to a platform uh, uh, to it and and I think when you when you think of a best solutions platform think of it in terms of this uh, you have an iPhone and you have a Galaxy phone and they've got to they've got to communicate with each other even though they're two different manufacturers there is a solutions platform that was in this case was 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 invented by Qualcomm that all companies use this is sort of the same this is sort of the same thought, and and I guess for you guys, Rob, how do you? I mean, how can you even tell what the next three to five years is going to look like? Because you don't, because you don't even know the opportunities that your software can 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 attach to because it sort of feels like this is an enterprise wide solution.
1: You know, it's right, Sully. Every day is new. You just never know what's going to come through the door the next days. But we're focused right now on our on our uh, convertible note disclosure report, which is the first enterprise solution that we've developed with the platform. We have our digital signage with the interactive text messaging that we've got in over a thousand uh, car collision repair shops throughout the country. We have our directory listing with reputation management. And then we've expanded into helping some of our strategic partners that needed some help in some manufacturing of their own products where by helping them get to where they need with the hardware and that kind of stuff through our relationships, we can get a better deal or the rights to then license that patented technology into our own products or other products uh, kind of as a, you know, a wholesaler of a license, licensing of a technology. Anyway, so it's it's a new day every day at Advantigo. There's never a dull moment. Uh, and we're just, we're focused on the things we have in our hand right now. Uh, trying to get them out to the market, get some traction with them, and and as they each stand on their own two feet, we'll be rolling out new products uh, throughout the year, which we'll uh, keep you abreast of.
2: Uh, Rob, next time you come in studio, I'll have you in, in town next week. Let's talk about that uh, that digital place based media that you guys do at digital marketing, whereby uh, and, and many people know it as you go to the you go to the gas station, you see the videos playing at you. That, that's where marketing is going. You see a lot of it at bus stops now, and train stations, even at uh, even at, in big airports where. Where as you are walking by, the ad is changing based upon two things facial recognition and what your buying habits are. That's that's the that big brother's actually watching. I don't know if that's a great thing. But Rob and his team are taking advantage of it uh, in the uh, in in the in a business model uh, that's pretty unique. Advanigo.com is their website. Let's take a look at the numbers before we get to our next guest is Karam Malik. Boy, I'll talk about an interesting company in the cannabis space. I, I cannot say enough about this next company that uh, that was brought to us by one of you guys. Dow Jones pretty even today, by the way, still at 26,000. NASDAQ following suit, as is the SBA. Everything's kind of a wait and see what's going on with this deal in Korea and the China trade war, as well as Robert Mueller's report coming out. But let's take a look at a couple of stocks individually here. Uh, one stock that that I think I call Curtis Matovich's favorite stock is Yum Brands. Yum Brands owns K F C. Pizza Hut and Kentucky—I say KFC, KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell, uh, and and all. Th- and, and so and you're seeing a little bit different chart that I pulled up here. When Chris and I uh, were in the in the control room on the break, I created a different chart. Now you're going to see your normal lines and patterns here. And if you're listening to me on the radio, you're not going to be able to tell this, but I'll post this chart at BigBizShow.com, and you can send me an email. I can walk you through it. Bottom, bottom squiggly lines down there. The higher that is on the chart, that's the, more, that's the more expensive a stock is for its trading range. The red line here is a, is a long-term moving average. The blue line here is a short-term moving average. But, but you see, I put these two big bands in there. These bands are called Bollinger Bands, and those bands, sometimes they're wide, sometimes they're narrow. The narrower the band, the more likely it is for a breakout. In other words, this stock could be ready for a breakout. This stock right now is trading. Uh, above the short-term moving average and trading above the long-term moving average, but now it's ready for a breakout. This would be what we call a buy, in the in the in the uh, in the trading business. It's not a it's not a strong buy yet because it's it's a little too expensive for its trading rates, but it's definitely a buy. Take a look at the next one. I think I looked at Microsoft was another one. Uh, Microsoft is is uh, you know I, I gave the similar. Uh, uh, view, but look what happened when those Bollinger Bands were, were together. Suddenly when you when those Bollinger Bands are squeezed, look what happened to the stock. It shot up. It, 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 that's how you can tell when a breakout's about to occur. One more stock to look at is the QQQ. It's the NASDAQ 100. It's really an exchange-traded fund uh, of, of 100 of the best NASDAQ stocks. Look at what's going on. This is a representation of what's going on in the NASDAQ, but that as those green bands are, are, are squeezing together, it, it foretells a potential breakout in the NASDAQ. Now, if, if If you take a look at this chart next to Chris, I don't know if you can, if you can pull up the NASDAQ chart for me. They're going to look very, and I know you're not going to see the Bollinger Bands, but but, uh, this is a NASDAQ chart going back to, gosh, I think uh, this is a five-year chart. I think that's actually, yeah, that's a five-year chart. But you can sort of see a very similar thing happening in the short term on that. So long story short, take a look at those three. They're on my watch list. Yum Brands, Microsoft, QQQ. We'll take a look at those things. So look. We started covering cybersecurity, I, think, I don't want to sound like you know, like uh, Wayne Allen Root or Donald Trump here, but but we started covering cybersecurity uh, and cryptocurrency almost before any other show. Um, and my background as an investment banker sort of makes me look at uh, the trends. I want to talk to these guests. This guest actually came from one of you. One of our TV viewers across the country said, I know that you guys are looking at cannabis stocks and you're always talking about Canada. Uh, I want you to talk uh, to the guys at Biome Grow. Biome Grow is a publicly traded company that trades in both Canada and the U.S. The U.S. stock symbol is B-I-O-I-F. Uh, their website that you're seeing here on the television screen is biomegrow.com. But, but you know, as we look at what's going on in the U.S. in the cannabis space, you've got the cannabis and hemp, you've got the cannabis space, the medicinal cannabis space, you've got the recreational marijuana space, and then because of the farm bill in, in the U.S., you have the hemp space. And they're, they're attached at the hip, but they're not all the same. Uh, Biome has has really taken the opportunity that Canada put in place and, and, and run with it. And this is one of the most robust companies that I've seen. Uh, our guest today is Karam Malik. Uh, Karam is the uh, CEO of Biome Grow. He joins us here uh, via Skype. Listen, thank you so much for taking the time. I know that we squeezed you in on, on our schedule, but I appreciate it. Give us some idea, Karam, of the difference between what's going on in Canada and what's going on in the U.S.
5: Sure. So uh, Canada is a federally legal cannabis uh, um, jurisdiction. So we can do a lot more things in in terms of moving things across province lines or state lines and shipping product overseas, uh, both on the cannabis side and to some degree on the hemp side uh, moving into later on this year. So it makes life easier. We got banking coverage, et cetera, et cetera. So it's somewhere where I think uh, the US will be in a couple of years, even though it's a larger market. Um, So that's effectively where we are. Canada is also the second uh, jurisdiction in the world to go live with a cannabis program federal legal. So when the world looks at Canada right now, I think they look at us as a cannabis expert uh, to some degree in terms of industrial scale farming versus, you know, looking at us for maple syrup or anything else. So it's really become an interesting sort of Canadian branding opportunity. And folks like us and, and some of the larger players are using that to, uh, to set up shop in overseas markets, which is where the real prize is because we're the only 36 million people in Canada. And uh, that's a really small market. I mean, uh, you've got a larger GDP in California than the entire country. in Canada, so- Right. So, well Bye, let, let,
2: so let me pause for a second there because, because first of all, our backgrounds are very similar, uh, but one thing 's significantly different. you know I went into media you went into you went into private sector business and obviously it 's a public company, but it 's still in the private sector. You were the first analyst a research analyst so we 've talked about this in the program over the last twenty years on radio and the last thirteen on TV where analysts re- p- publish research on sectors. Uh, so that investors can get a, 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 a disinterested third-party view of what's going on. You were kind of the first guy uh, w- th- and, and, and that was actually putting together research in the cannabis space. Talk about the global cannabis markets, because I don't think people realize that, the, that what you just said, the global market, is as robust as
5: anything. Indeed. I think uh, what we've seen around the world in the last little while is that uh, a lot of jurisdictions have either come online with medical programs the last 18 months or will be in the next 18 months. Uh, to come, you know, most of Western Europe, Australia, par- a good chunk of Africa, and then uh, parts of Asia are coming online starting this year. Not, e- not even including South America. These are massive markets, and what they've done is they've looked at the Canadian regulations and figured out a way to do it better and more efficiently. So, uh, you know, which, which by the way out. is
2: which by the way is what the U.S. I don't think the U.S. needs to do it more efficiently. I think the U.S. needs to copy what what you guys are doing up there in Canada. Canada's next cannabis conglomerate, Biome Grow. I'm going to keep you right there. Karam Malik is the CEO, biomegrow.com. They are publicly traded here in the US and in Canada. B I O up in Canada and here in the US, B I O I F. Stand by. Everything you need to know about this market coming up. Big biz show.
0: Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone.
1: Asking the hard-hitting questions you want answers to, but mostly just drifting off and staring blankly at the wall. It's the Big Biz Show with Russ and Sully.
2: Hey, look at all our sponsors there. ESET, Internet Security, and Prudential, Bayer Advance, Starbucks Coffee, just name a few. Big Biz Shows on the air, nationwide, coast to coast, TV and radio. Not just in the U.S., we're also in 175 countries and all the ships at sea on American Forces Radio Network, now called AFN. Of course, on U2 America, Biz Television Network, Biz Talk Radio Network, as well as iHeartRadio, the biggest media entertainment company in the world. We are everywhere. Great to have you on today. My partner, Russ T. Nails, will be back in town tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to talk to Tom Del Beccaro, the author of the book, The Divided Era. And I'm going to try to get Christine Augustin from UBS Financial in studio here to talk to us about sort of the, the makings of the market uh, and, and such, how it's going on here. Uh, really interesting company that you guys brought to us. It's really great when I see a viewer. I mean, we've been on radio for 22 years. We've been on, on TV now for, uh, I think, a total of 12 and on this network for 10. When one of the TV viewers emails us and says, you got to talk to a company. Uh, our producers take it serious. So Greg Todorov, one of our producers, got a hold of the folks at Biome Grow uh, out of Canada. And uh, Karam Malik is the CEO. Of, the, uh, the, of course, their website, BiomeGrow.com, for our TV audience is looking at that, or for our radio audience who can't see it, I will put this out on our website, or I will tweet it out to our 40,000 Twitter followers and social media followers, so you can go to check out the website and the stock symbol. Uh, but uh, but here is a man who is uh, who is... Uh, in the investment banking space, uh, much like myself, uh, and, and he was also uh, one of the first guys uh, to create research and, and, and sector-based information in the, in the global cannabis market. One of the issues here, and we talked about this in our with our last guest, is the argument of valuation. Whether you're a privately held company or a publicly traded company, sometimes a stock price does not indicate an actual valuation. In other words, market cap is the number of shares outstanding times the share price. Uh, which is supposed to be what the company's worth. Oftentimes there's disjointed with what a company's really worth and what their stock price shows and so on and so forth. I would say that's, that's probably more uh, uh, amplified, uh, Karam, uh, mainly because you're in a space that is uh, that is, is, uh, had a PR problem for a long time. And I guess the big issue is you've got huge supply demand, you have a leading edge sector that everyone wants to be in. That's very credible, yet how the heck do you value something like this?
5: Yeah, it's it's challenging, particularly in the early days, going back five or six years when we first got involved from in a research capacity. It was only a medical program at Canada at the time, so you had to come up with it, and there wasn't going to be any real cash flow for years to come. So the initial uh, version of it was based on uh, you know gross space contracted gross you know funded gross space amount of patients you had under coverage. Ex- uh, patient counts, uh, clinical strategies, and then it sort of moved away to a bunch of different things. I think the way most people look at it now, at least for the larger companies, is uh, or they try to justify the valuations is uh, uh, discounted cash flow going out many years and then bringing it back at some sort of uh, conservative, uh, you know, weighted average cost of capital. Uh, uh, what we're sort of saying right now is uh, we're trying to shift the uh, the thesis of how a cannabis company should be looked at at a high level, at least. It really doesn't matter, as far as we're concerned, how much, how many square footage you have under under your canopy in terms of what you're growing at. That was a nice metric two or three years ago when I, when I, we sort of invented it, uh, but it doesn't really apply now. What really people should be looking at is, is there's a supply shortage in Canada right now. There will be a supply surplus at some point. We think uh, 2021 or it'll sort of balance out late 2020. Then what do you do? So uh, so, wait, so so we, hold on we, so hold
2: on a second. So 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 to lay a baseline here, it's yeah. a supply and demand issue as I mentioned. But there's a supply shortage right now in Canada. So you so so do you play that tide in 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 one way or the other? Or I mean how does that relate to valuation?
5: No, I agree. So right now there's a supply shortage. It's gonna last for a while, which so you know, you can probably pretty much sell anything you want out the door without spending a single marketing dollar. But that's not gonna be the case on a go forward basis. There'll be enough supply and you're gonna have a lot of bankruptcies in Canada. So what we've done with biome is say, look, we built a company with an eye towards that day of reckoning. I don't really care what happens today and tomorrow. It's uh, can we be a survivor coming a little later to the game versus our former clients who are not the largest multi-billion dollar cannabis companies in the world? And we think we can. And uh, the way to do that is what is your contracted offtakes? Like if you've got customer contracts, are they single year purchase orders like that last a week? Or are they multi-year economic agreements where you've got a revenue sort of uh, certainty for years to come? And that's essentially what we're doing. We're locking down contracted offtakes and in some cases contracted supply and we're trying to grow as little as possible because I don't want to be a farmer if I can avoid being yeah. one.
2: Karam, i got a question. So Karam Malik, the CEO of Biome Grow. Uh, you can go to biomegrow.com, and of course their stock symbol here in the U.S., B-I-O-I-F. And in, in, uh, in Canada, by the way, it's a, uh, uh, their, their stock symbol is just BIO, as you can see uh, uh, on, the, uh, on the CSE. So can you explain once and for all the difference for us between the CBD business... Sure. In the hemp space versus the CD, CBD business in the cannabis space. And one of the things that makes hemp so attractive, first of all, uh, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's a little easier entryway here for the U.S. Uh, just to give you an example of, of acreage, if you, if you plant an acre of tomatoes or lettuce right here in California where we broadcast from, the, the grocery basket of the country, you're going you're gonna to gross anywhere from $500 to $700 an acre. If you were to plant hemp, You can get anywhere from $50,000 to $75,000 an acre. Hemp is an interesting play, and CBD comes from both cannabis and hemp. Will you please kind of take the fog off of that for us?
5: Sure. It's basically the same plant. So it's a sativa L plant. So the only difference between a hemp plant and a cannabis plant is the the THC, which is the psychoactive element, has been bred out of it. Otherwise, it's the same genetics. So so cannabis, THC, hemp, no THC. Exactly. Okay. So one you call a hemp plant, one you call a cannabis plant. But they come from the same uh, mother.
2: Are the by bi- pro- bi- are the byproducts the same? In other words, is the hemp coming from is the CBD coming from hemp the same as the CBD coming from 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 cannabis?
5: Yes, the quality is the same. Uh, traditionally, the, the issue with CBD from hemp is you've got a very low concentration CBD. So you've got plants that are two percent uh, CBD in, in these genetics. And on the if you grow in a cannabis plant, you can probably get it up to three or four times as much. So you get a better yield. The the biggest difference is cost. The regulations to, at least in Canada, it's, it's a greater difference, uh, is, you know, it's considerably more expensive to grow a cannabis plant in a cannabis act facility. Whereas if I grow hemp outside, like mother nature intended, and we've been growing more hemp than most countries in the world, uh, traditionally, you know, the, the costs are dramatically less, even though you get less CBD per plant. So we actually have a hemp company, which is separate from biome. And, uh. You know, we'll, we're planning this year, we've got 9,000 uh, 9, acres. Wow. And we can probably do more biomass yeah, you do. You you the do, largest you, cannabis company in, in, in
2: the country. You do the math on that. I want you for an hour, man. I've, it's so great to meet you. I want to have you back. I mean, it, it's it's really an interesting play, especially to talk to a Canadian company that's actually uh, in a country that's doing it right. And, again, Canada's next cannabis conglomerate, Biome Grow. Stock symbol BIOIF right here in the U.S. Or if you're up the C S E it's B I O. Once again, go to their website, biomegrow.com. All right, that does it for us. Chris Gianic is our director. Curtis Mander is our assistant director. Rusty T Lails me will be back with us in a second. Russ is funny.com because Russ is fat and ball.com is taken. You can catch me at Sully Speaks. You just go to our website, bigbishhow.com. See you
4: tomorrow.